0: And Allie, you guys, do you see us?
1: Yeah, if you guys are hearing this, then you should know that there's also a video aspect to this episode. There
0: certainly is.
1: Ali and I are in our studio and the cameras are on uh, us. Our studio. I'm freaking out right now. It's not our studio, you it's guys. It's recording us right now.
0: It's recording. We're here. I'm very nervous. Uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. I brought my laptop even though I... I'm not telling the story this week cuz <laughs> I was like
1: I can't stop just staring <laughs> just, at like, you.
0: pretend to type. My heart's
1: racing. I don't
0: know. I can't stop looking at your boobs. Let's just address the elephant in the room. Natalia has big breastfeeding boobs <laughs> right now and we need to talk about it.
1: Yeah, you and- got we need to address it. I made a choice when I was leaving the house today. I was like, OK, I could keep this like under wraps, or I could just really no. m- literally milk There's this There's no for keeping views. that under wraps. Yeah. 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 So if we don't get views, then we just suck. I don't know. We do. Yeah. So um, if you want to see this video, you can go to our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm let's get haunted correct that is
0: youtube.com forward slash c forward slash let's get haunted
1: and if you're watching this because you saw there were big boobs in the thumbnail then we have a podcast Hi, let's get haunted I'm Nat Strawn I'm Allie with no last name because you guys can't
0: behave yourselves (laughs) so
1: Now, I have no last name. And we host this podcast. It comes out every Wednesday. This is our first visual, probably the last two.
0: It's, I, God, I hope so. This was really a to do. Also, I have been awake since 4 a.m. I had to be at work at 5 a.m. so that I could come here and record this. I am wow. very
1: tired. Right. But I'm, you know, I'm excited. We're getting lit tonight. I don't know. R.I.P. R.I.P.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: And so we're going to tell, well, actually I'm going to tell Alyssa um, the story that you are seeing in the title. She doesn't know what the story is I don't. yet. I don't know. That is like the main component of our podcast. And we're also going to start this off with just talking about some bullshit about our personal lives for That's right. 15 minutes. Now, there is a subset of you that gives zero shits about our personal
0: lives and that's fair yeah we're not very interesting so if you have a real big problem with this part of the podcast you can skip to about 15 minutes 20 minutes
1: i'll put the um what is that called? Uh, it doesn't matter. All, yeah. Look in the description box. <laughs> I figured it out.
0: No, this is already starting off so poorly.
1: OK, let's let's cancel ourselves. Yeah. OK, start over.
0: Welcome back. No, just kidding. Don't do that. OK. It's already started. It's let's, too late. Let, tell me your haunted story. Yes. OK, so I this is the only haunted thing occurring in my life recently. I got a haunted medical procedure done. Are you ready to learn about this thing that I did not know existed until this year? What? Wait, what is it? Have you ever heard? I already know you're going to make a sexual joke, but it's not sexual. Have you ever heard of punctal plugs?
1: (laughs) What's your punctal? Your punctal is your tear duct. What? So your tear duct got plugged? Yes, correct. And
0: how does that happen? Okay, so I got it plugged on purpose. So the autoimmune disease that I have attacks your lacrimal gland. I'm learning so much this year. Your lacrimal gland or something, which is like your tears yes and so your eyes get really dry and it can lead to like going blind oh no! and so right which I would prefer to avoid if I can right yeah but so they put these things called punctal plugs and they literally look like the tiniest butt plugs on earth like little little tiny silicone plugs and they just stick them in all four so you have plugs in your eyes right now I do but one fell out yesterday and it was very haunted that is the point this is my personal haunting for the week is one of my punctal plugs fell out into my eye while I was at work yesterday, and I could see it.
1: No. And I was like... Is this like a microscope? How do they do this procedure? Are you out for this? No, what I is wish. It, is uh, it
0: painful? It's not painful. They numb your eye, like the entire eye, and then... How? Eye drops. Numbing eye drops, oh. and it's but it's freaky because it goes down your throat, and then your throat gets numb, and you're like, am I breathing? Am I not breathing? But you are breathing. It's fine. You just have anxiety because you're me.
1: Right. And so... <laughs>
0: Then they, like, pull down your upper and lower lids, and they have to take this, like, little tweezer thing and, like, go like this to your, to your punctal zone until it opens. You got punked. And you got punked. And then they stick this butt plug in. Wow. And it's supposed to stop your tears from draining.
1: See, I wish I could have that so I could just stop crying.
0: No, but you still cry. That's the bullshit part. Oh. Because I asked him, I was like, so am I not going to cry anymore? And he was like, no, you can still cry because your gland is up here and the tears enter your eye on this side.
1: Who figures this out? Like what person is the first person that's like, yeah, put these medical grade butt plugs in my <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> eye like my eye holes. Right. And let's just see what happens.
0: You know, that's a great question. And we've raised this question time and time again on this podcast. For example Was it Sir Isaac Newton that was a virgin? And we were saying none of his math is valid because of that. Oh, we can't say that. We can't. Well, we did. So it's already been said on this podcast. You said it.
1: Uh, You said it. You said it. You guys leave a comment below. It It
0: was Natalia. Absolutely. Because there's no way I would know that the Apple man was a virgin.
1: You know what? Honestly, you guys. So... I am unmedicated right now. Normally, I take um, my medicine for ADHD. I take it religiously every morning. I haven't been able to take it since I got pregnant, so it's now been 10 months. I when you said Sir Isaac Newton, I thought you said psoriasis, and I was just thinking <laughs> I just started thinking about psoriasis for a really long time, and I really don't know what you were saying and so <laughs> it,
0: it you know in the grand scheme of things, it was completely unimportant, so I think that that's a better topic to switch to psoriasis let's
1: talk about it no, let's not okay. i'm you guys I'm stressed out. this is awkward. I feel like it, you guys are listening and you're and you are realizing how like bad we're yeah. doing right now if you listen to this podcast you're like why are they acting so awkward it's and weird it's because we're being filmed right now we're
0: hyper aware that we are on camera however this means we can do a nail cam natalia i have know you seen these i was
1: actually just looking at them those are amazing wow oh my gosh they have little strawberries you have outdone yourself I sir. i have look at I mine
0: there i also saw yours on your instagram yeah They're beautiful They're... should we do a nail cam here let me do this it'll be blurry it'll be great <laughs>
1: wait 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 are you guys happy that
0: you're listening to this? Yes. Also, we have two other people in the studio with us today. Mm-hmm. We have Cole, who is our, are you our sound engineer? Is that your engineer? Right. Then we have Thomas, who, Tommy, Tommy who is our, in, well, not ours. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying ours. I think they we are We paid ours. to be here. This is just like a facility where if you have a podcast, you can pay and come here and they will help you attain your goals.
1: But I like our intern. Right. And our sound engineer. Yes,
0: correct. They're on our payroll. Right. Right.
1: For this two hours. (laughs) Which we're running out of time.
0: We are running out of time. Oh, shit. Do you have any personal hauntings this week?
1: (sighs) Well, I started, so I'm now past my, like, six weeks. You're not supposed to do anything for six weeks. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to uh, work out. You're not supposed to have sex. You're not supposed to, like, do any of that stuff. And now I'm past that. And life is so much better. Let me say that life is so much better. Returning to normal. Returning to normal-ish, sort of. um, Today, I'm trying to ride my horse, you guys, and he's such a fucking asshole like did was he always like this now.
0: he's just like you're not you're no longer my owner chloe is yeah
1: he's like chloe is my trainer's his owner He you know he's just like bucking and doing all the stuff and i'm like a noodle i don't have any abs right now like my abs completely separated when i was pregnant so it takes a while for them to come back together So you, like, can't balance, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm just not good at it. And everyone's looking at me, and it's really... I I just feel awkward. I just feel so self-conscious right now.
0: Well, like I said to you before we started filming, welcome to the club. (laughs) Most of us don't have abs. We're so happy you've joined us. Yeah,
1: you guys... This sucks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just poor balance all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also having to suck it in for photos. That's yeah. That's my least favorite. Right.
1: I suck it in, but there's still like a layer of fat on top of it that doesn't go anywhere. It happens. Right. It happens
0: as part of being a woman. Womanhood is just so lovely and beautiful. And it is. So many good things Transformative.
1: About it. Yeah. And you guys, I'm going to talk about my birth story, but I didn't. I couldn't talk about it on this episode um, because what we're talking about has nothing to do with birth. Yeah. And that'd I be just, random. Yeah. It would be yeah. super random. (laughs) yeah I'm not about that life so
0: well I would love to shout out our donors before I forget yeah I would love to shout out Rachel G Sarah M Justin M Dylan S Kathleen S Sonia B Caleb A Paige K Sar Alicia C James in Durham North Carolina I Leah Lark John who was previously Bork Joshua. (laughs) Joshua twice. Thank you, Joshua. James R.
1: And that's it. That's it for me. I would like to shout out Gabby K., Alex Jang, Capri G., who was... Previously, Peter Barker, Brielle S, Sydney M, Lindsay L, Taylor H, Toxic Lollipop, and Amy S. Oh, Thank real you. quick, you guys.
0: Toxic Lollipop is the name of an Etsy shop. She sent us these really cute resin hearts that oh, are pins. One. You're wearing it? Yes, yeah. you guys. You can get these for sale at her Etsy shop. I saw that she said she's going to donate some of the proceeds to us. But if you're listening to this Toxic Lollipop, you don't have to do that. You, you, made, you made these yourself. They're right. beautiful. Yeah. I love them. I know I love mine. I put mine on my jean jacket and I didn't wear I'm my also wearing today.
1: the earrings that we got. Yes. Yeah. Those are super
0: cute, too. But I didn't wear them, them because now. I have a very tender head and I knew that we would have these headphones.
1: Yeah. I knew we would, too, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to yeah, slay for anyway. a small amount of time.
0: Um, the last couple things I have on the docket for today is... We are having new merch drop in July.
1: Yeah, and it's sick. Oh, and we're also having a filter on Instagram That's dropping. Right. I forgot about that. How could I forget? That was beautiful. So and you guys, it's themed.
0: Yeah, All it's... of this stuff is themed for the summer. Now, I can't show you what I'm going to show Natalia, but I'm going to show her. I mean, They're going to see it. Well, well, right? we'll blur it. It's, or maybe not. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh.
1: <laughs> It gets better the more I look at it. (laughs) Did you do this?
0: Well, I have no talent, so I didn't make it. But did you tell them
1: what to to do? Yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. You guys, Allie did this merch this time, and she really outdid herself. This is amazing. It's
0: summer themed. It's going to be great. It's great. It's spooky. It's gross. It's hilarious.
1: Yeah. It's sexual also. Yes. It's it's all of the
0: things that you come to love from our podcast. (laughs) Like, do you want to throw up? Or do you want to motorboat Natalia's milk tits? It's really, you You choose your own adventure on this podcast. <laughs> we also have these stickers, but I'm not going to show them. This is your box of things oh. to take home. Oh, yay.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, yeah, we already did this. We so already I unboxed wanna, but...
0: these on a previous episode. I just hadn't given them to yeah, you
1: yet. Maybe I'll do like an IG Live or something. You guys yeah. follow me on Instagram at Caminals. We'll put both of our personals in the Thing below. That's right. I am
0: <laughs> at thealterry on Instagram or at dogmomusa on Twitter. Speaking of at dogmomusa, if you'd like to donate to us, you can do so on Venmo by Venmoing me at dogmomusa, or you can Venmo Natalia at natstron, mm-hmm. which is also her Twitter handle, I believe. Yes. And uh, you can also donate to us by going to our website, which is let'sgethaunted.com, where you can see some of the merch that we have left over from our spring collection. Uh, but it's going very quickly. I think we only have like, like two, two things. things left. Yeah. Um, so you can just go on there and cry and see the sold out sign and that's right. fine. Just More give us some coming. traffic. Just give go us over anything. there. Oh, yeah. but my point was upper right hand corner of our website is a donate button mm-hmm. and you can donate there.
1: Let's start this episode. Um, before we run out of time.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: Are you ready for this? I
0: did it. That was my first time pushing the nut button, you guys, and it was on camera. That's, did you like that?
1: Oh, uh, the first time on camera. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, the first, I think it's my first time in general.
1: No, I remember you pressed oh, it a I long time ago. Oh, okay. Well, I've but blocked it out of my Every memory. time feels like the first time, That's doesn't it? That's very
0: true. Every okay. nut feels like the first nut.
1: All right. <laughs> so first off, I just want to say that I deserve some sort of medical compensation because I, like, can't get any of the brain cells back that I used to research this episode. This okay. is some, like, real tin hat bullshit oh I Um, love tin hat bullshit yeah and also trigger warning I feel like I shouldn't even have to say this anymore because it's just implied that anything we talk about is going to be triggering like it's the whole point of this podcast right um We all have issues. We're just trying to get haunted. But for legal reasons, I'm just going to say trigger warning. I also really went outside the scope of what I usually do to make this episode because it is visual. So can we play the music? Can you play it out loud so she can hear it too? Okay, amazing. Or is it just going to come in our headphones? The headphones, I believe. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. They say that only... (laughs) Are you Liam Neeson for this episode? They say that only the victors write history. <laughs> history. That history is not grounded in facts, but rather it's the victors. <laughs> okay, sorry. Victor. Okay, let me start over. Can we start Wait, over? Pause
0: the music. Pause the music. <laughs>
1: this-
0: I'm in a fever dream. Okay.
1: All right. I'm, I'm really crying. It's look at my eyes right now. I'm crying. I
0: know. Okay. Whew. I can't. I have to be if so serious. If I start serious. crying, it's just going to run down my face because I have <laughs> punctal butt plugs in my
1: eyes. I have to be so serious. Okay. I'm trying not to cry. I'm All not right. going to cry. Don't, it's fine. My eyes just, are dry. Don't look at me. Okay. All right. Play the music again. Start from the top. I'll look over <clears throat> here. <laughs> they say that only the victors... <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. They say that only... <laughs> I don't know if we can find the music. We might just have to put in post. First of all, first okay. of all, is this royalty-free
0: music? <laughs> Did you even check? <laughs> i think so okay it's fine i'm Nobody, not sure. we're not monetized anyway who cares right okay okay i'm Shh. still gonna look over here
1: all right maybe <laughs> i should maybe i should just do it without the music and put it in post <laughs> okay all right let's try it one more time okay all right i'm gonna take these off so i can't right. hear the music i'm gonna think about something <laughs> else is it playing <gasps> Okay. okay. I'm they ready. say that only the victors <laughs> write history, that okay. history is not grounded in facts, but rather it's the victor's interpretation of those facts that gets written down and preserved. Mm-hmm. The victors can choose what narrative history will follow. Who won a war, who ruled justly, who was a saint, who was a liar, who was a criminal, uh-huh. who was right and who was wrong are all chosen by the victors. <clears throat> but what about who was real? How do we interpret history if we can't trust it? Okay. This is the story of history itself. Who created it, who crafted it, who lived it, and who died for it. <laughs> okay, that's okay, my intro. all right.
0: And then, like, the walls of Great China fall down in the background of this cinematic masterpiece. All right. <clears throat> it's March 23rd of
1: 1843. <laughs> It's a warm day in Iraq, while Paul Emil Bata is busy overseeing the excavation of a mysterious plot of land near Khorzabad. Paul has a hunch that he has bet his professional career on, Ali. You see, Paul was the son of a distinguished historian, but he was educated as a physician. A year prior, Paul had secured a job acting as consul at Mosul, modern-day Nineveh, Iraq. The city of Mosul was rumored to be built on the ruins of Nineveh, an ancient Assyrian city. Assyria was an empire of long ago, only living on through conflicting accounts of ancient writers from biblical references. It was a civilization which might have never even existed as far as Paul's peers were concerned. But if it did exist, it would have began as early as the 25th century BC and collapsed somewhere around 612 BC. Many years had passed between the death of the rumored Assyria and the birth of modern-day Iraq, yet Paul Emil Bota was determined to find the ancient cities of Assyria. After a week of digging, as if by some twist of fate, The ancient remains of an Assyrian city were unearthed for the first time in over 1230 years. The great palace of Sargon was revealed, and with its famed winged creatures, gigantic sculptures, and an abundance of Sumerian cuneiform inscriptions. Giant winged creatures? Yes. Paul had done it. He had found Assyria. He knew his life would never be the same, but the discoveries were just beginning. Oh! Eager to uncover more, and encouraged by the finding of the Palace of Sargon, the government financed further excavation and even sent an artist to make on-site drawings of the remains, as some tended to disappear immediately upon discovery. Okay. Additionally, <clears throat> sounds
0: like theft. <laughs> no, like they dissolve. Oh, oh, they dissolve. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, was it theft? Sounds like theft.
1: Okay, you guys comment below if you think it was theft or they literally dissolved. I thought for some reason they literally dissolved. No, it
0: sounds like what they're saying is the archaeologists unearthed these artifacts and then they just disappeared. Like somebody walked off with them. You guys, I literally thought that they were
1: so old that like when they uncovered them, they dissolved. Oh, I mean, you could be right. This really changes our story. (laughs) Oh, no. Is it no longer haunted? It's still haunted. Okay, Additionally, after reviewing the cuneiform inscriptions, translators were shocked to learn of an even older civilization. The cuneiform inscriptions told of the world's oldest civilization, and within it, a group of powerful beings called the Anunnaki.
0: The Anunnaki! Allie, have you ever heard of the Anunnaki? (sighs) Yes, and I'm so glad you asked, because this gives me the perfect opportunity to once again plug Nancy Drew PC games. Nancy Drew PC games are the best PC games on earth. They're not a sponsor. I wish they were. I actually DM'd them last year, and I was like, "Can you please sponsor us?" And they never even oh, responded. Right. But they have a whole series of very entertaining um, point-and-click detective games where you are Nancy Drew, and in one of those games, it's like all based on the Anunnaki and Egypt. So yeah, it's like an it's my understanding. And, again, these are, like, children's games, so perhaps it was dumbed down. But my understanding is the Anunnaki are, like, an alien race that came and visited Earth and helped build certain civilizations. Wow. Is that so, correct?
1: The, uh, well, the, actually, the Anunnaki, so we're going to cue uh, Exhibit A, please. Exhibit A, if you'll look here. Okay. Or I'm look looking. on your screens. I'm Alyssa, looking. you want to describe what you're seeing? This is carved into some of the artifacts that were uncovered.
0: Wow. It's very beautiful. Uh, very detailed. It is, looks like a stone carving perhaps. There are three different, uh, sort of like person-like figures, but I wouldn't right. necessarily call them people because the one on the far left has these big giant Mm -hmm. angel or bird wings. Right. And then the two on the right don't appear to have those wings. And behind them, you can see a river with fish in it. There's a big hawk swooping in at the top. Oh, and a little guy. I didn't even see him. Look at him peeking out. And he has a big knife.
1: Yeah, he looks he's a big boy.
0: You know, and they got beards. The three human-like figures have gnome beards and are wearing togas. So
1: these are just some of the Anunnaki. Okay, the Anunnaki is actually just a term that's used by archaeologists to describe what we understand to be the Sumerian gods or oh, the okay. pantheon of deities that were worshipped by the ancient Sumerians. Um, So this is actually an Akkadian cylinder seal that dates back to 2300 BC, which depicts the deities Inanna, Utu, and Enki, which are three members of the Anunnaki. However, the actual translation of the word Anunnaki is sky people, or another way to look at it would be those who are connected with the stars, Wow. Now, Allie, what does that sound like to you?
0: It sounds like someone that's really into astrology
1: or an alien. It does. It does. not it sound like that? It sounds like an alien. It sounds like both of those. I love aliens. So the Anunnaki have an interesting etymology. It's actually not interesting. It's just a fact. That's what etymology is, right? okay. So the Anunnaki are believed to be the offspring of An and his consort, who is the earth goddess Ki. And the oldest of the Anunnaki was Enlil, who is the god of air. And the chief god of the Sumerian pantheon. So the Sumerians believed that until Enlil was born, or uh, air, that heaven and earth were inseparable. It was like one mass. And then Enlil cleft heaven and earth in two and carried away the earth where his father uh, carried away the sky. So literally the Sumerians believed that air separated earth and sky, sort of like our earth was just a rock in space until an atmosphere was formed, Mm -hmm. right? Now, the purpose of these Sumerian gods, the Anunnaki, was to decree the fates of humanity, or they just basically created mortal life and presided over it. Like, typical just god stuff, right? They were seen as the creators or givers of civilization to mortal kind. And they're remembered as having an all-knowing and otherworldly feel. They are gods, after all. Oh, But what if they weren't gods? <laughs> I don't know. What if they weren't? What if they were refugees from another world? Ancient Sumerians may be the only ones who know the answer to this hypothetical question.
0: This reminds me of the Black Knight satellite episode where we talked about the possibility of that planet that was trying to, like, that was sending out an SOS signal Mm -hmm. because they wanted to be refugees on a planet. And then we got the message too late. It's all connected. It is all connected. Or is it? Were those the Anunnaki?
1: It could be. So you might be thinking to yourself right now, okay, well, these Assyrians were probably just a bunch of ancient hillbillies who couldn't even not get destroyed. Like, they didn't even have a way to get, like, an accurate historical reference written about them. So why should we believe anything they say? Okay. Well, that's super (laughs) insensitive of you. I didn't say it. Um, Because the Assyrian civilizations were actually extremely accomplished and intelligent. And Mm. some of these artifacts are absolutely, like, awe-inspiring. They're huge in their construction and their stature. And just looking at them, you can see that this was a very intelligent and civilized ancient society. And we have the photos to prove it. Okay. So I'm going to show you some photos. The first one is an artist's drawing of uh, the... uh, Ancient Sargon being uprooted from the earth, so you can see them. Okay. Yep. And Looks like
0: the Trojan horse, almost.
1: But see how big those are compared to the people? Yeah, is that supposed to be living? Uh, is that a living horse creature? No. Th- okay, so when they uncovered Sargon, or this ancient Assyrian city or whatever, uh-huh. they had all these artifacts remember the giant winged creatures and yeah, stuff like yeah. that so they like literally just dug down in the earth and found these like amazing giant statues
0: okay so this is the oh, artist's okay. rendition of so that cause remember? Art- oh because they dissolved or right. disappeared yeah. or whatever maybe they flew up into space right okay we don't got know. you yeah we don't know
1: um it's this great i love it exhibit c is a rendering of the palace of sargon um so you can see how oh, big it is yeah very intricate right yeah mm-hmm. that looks like an intelligent civilization correct correct and then the next photos down here, um, this is another rendering which shows Beautiful. you just for size. There's like some little deer in the middle. Um, there's another one if you go down a little bit more. This is a digital rendering at nighttime, just to set Ooh, the mood, gorgeous. right? Beautiful. Um, and then this, these photos are from the Louvre in the department. Oh, love that. Yeah, of um, near eastern antiquities and so you can see like these are the actual things that they uncovered that are at the Louvre now so there's one more underneath this one you can just see yeah just the sheer size of these things wow so my point is is that this is like a really impressive civilization
0: yeah Um, Absolutely.
1: And the reason that we have these is because upon hearing the news of Paul Emile Bota uncovering Assyria, Paris, France, where the Louvre is, requested the sculptures and artifacts to be put on exhibit at the Louvre. And ironically, in an effort to share this with the world, some of the antiquities were sunk on their way to Paris. So we don't even have all of them. But one of the shipments luckily made it. And it's this one. And I don't know. It's almost sunk in
0: the ocean.
1: It's almost like they didn't for, want to be discovered.
0: Yeah, for some reason, when you first said that, I was thinking like a swamp situation. But that actually, it makes more sense if they were on a boat that sank.
1: Right, because yeah. that's how you have to get things over there. Right. I was right. thinking
0: like uh, just a haunted bog. But yes, these could be cursed is what I'm hearing.
1: Yes. So what do you think of this Palace of Sargon? Do you What do you think of these photos? Just, you know, waste some time. Okay, so... <laughs> So definitely
0: very, very impressive. Um, Definitely looks like well, first of all, this is I could be totally wrong. I don't have a background in archaeology or whatever or anthropology, but this is what comes to mind when I see these very intricate, beautiful statues that are purely for decoration that to me indicates that this civilization has reached a level of comfortableness where now they can fund the arts. Because if you're just trying to survive, you're going to be like, everybody's a farmer. Everybody's a, everybody uh, builds a house. Cobblestone. Cobblestone. Everybody's a gatherer. Everybody's a hunter. You know what I mean? So when you start seeing things like these Gorgeous statues that you can't just like naturally come out of the womb and know how to do that You have to right. be able to practice you have to have the free time the tools have um,
1: That taught to you right through, like Apprenticeship. Down- yes. Yes generation and there
0: has to be a market for it. Somebody has to be paying for that so you know that there has to be some level of ability to fund luxury goods
1: Yes could be so what, that actually leads perfectly into my next point. The hallmark of an intelligent civilization, according to Wikipedia, so don't like come for me, you guys, according yeah, to Wikipedia, Wikipedia, is urban development, social stratification, a form of government, and symbolic systems of communication, such as writing. Mm. So this isn't some primitive culture. This is a whole ass civilization, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's fast forward in time. The year is 1970. A documentary film is nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature. Oh, this film is based on a book. Was it National Treasure? No. Okay. This was 1970. That was a joke. <laughs> this I can't concentrate. <laughs> okay, okay? I'm sorry. I can't do two I'm things sorry. at once. Go ahead. This film is based on a book of the same title, written in 1968 by German author Eric von Daniken. The film depicts by the film begins by depicting cargo cults in the South Pacific after coming into contact with American planes during World War One. Do you know what cargo cults are?
0: Cargo cults? Right. I'm gonna guess something that is carrying a lot of cargo, like a ship or a plane.
1: So actually this is this could be its own episode. This is so fascinating. I had no idea what a cargo cult was until I like read this sentence. So a cargo cult is a group of people and they were um, who begin to uh, get goods from more technologically advanced societies and then they believe that, that person from a new, like a more technologically advanced society, is like some sort of god or prophet oh, who will come back and bring them more goods. Specifically, oh. this happened in World War One. So there was this tribe living in the jungles of the South Pacific who have never been exposed to modern technology, and they're seeing all these American military planes fly overhead during World War Two, also Japanese planes as well. And then the tribe in the documentary, as well in, as in real life, immediately begins making these bamboo effigies of planes that they're seeing flying overhead and they believe these planes to be gods and they wish for them to come back and visit and they're worshiping you know this like technology and things that they've seen in the sky they even make these rudimentary landing spots for the planes and they have rituals hoping for the gods to return so then in the film the narrator goes on to claim that it's likely that all religions began in a similar fashion with a more technologically advanced society visiting and leaving a lasting impression
0: that makes a lot of sense actually yes
1: And then the viewer is presented with various ancient texts, architecture, and artwork, including the Bible, the pyramids, the Epic of Gilgamesh, and the Nazca Lines. So basically what's happening in the film is they're saying, like, what if, you know, all of the religions of modern time were just from this, like, Society that we had never seen before coming yeah, to us, you totally, know, yeah. and like leaving goods. Um, so behind, upon its release in the US, this film grossed 25 million dollars, which made it the ninth highest grossing film of 1970. Or wait, is that 25 billion? That might be 25 billion. That's a lot of money either way, right? <laughs> and this film popularized the theory that technologies and religions of many ancient civilizations were given to them. By ancient astronauts who were welcomed as gods. I love that. Keep in mind. This is nineteen seventy, okay? We went to the moon in nineteen sixty nine. People were lit about this documentary, right? We wanted (laughs) aliens, we wanted space culture. Right. We wanted everything. This was a haunted hit with the haunted crowd. Makes sense.
0: Makes a lot of sense.
1: And so what's really cool about these um, cargo cults, I just want to go into them because I just think they're really cool. Yeah, I think that is really, I'm actually
0: still thinking about that. That is a really cool concept.
1: So the most well-known instance of a cargo cult actually occurred with the Melanesian Islanders in the years during and after World War II. And they got military equipment and supplies, which were like airdropped or it was like literally cargo for the military. And then what happened is, is some of these like American soldiers would get guides from um, the village or have them host or whatever and then in return they would be like hey do you want some uh, you know we've got like a bunch of backpacks or like a bunch of food or like all this like military equipment do you want any of it and just gave it to them and so they were like this is fucking awesome right, right? like i've never seen anything like this before and so i Literally, the cargo cult was one of them was called the John Froome cult, which was um, where cult members worshipped this unspecified American whose name was John Froome. And there's another one called Tom Navy. And they claimed that John Froome and Tom Navy were gods. And they brought p- cargo to their island during World War Two. And they were going to come back in the future. And there's a parade. These are still in existence today. Oh, it's still yes. is a thing. Can we show the photos? Um, so these are some photos. Oh yeah. So this is um, the John Froom cult gathering place. Okay. And then the next photo is the John Froome um, flags in the area. And you can see like how different this is um, than what like American military is used to like that's yeah. like literally a village in the jungle. Right. Yeah like I yeah they don't have any power lines they don't have like a lot of like electricity like probably didn't have like uh, the same like septic or any septic or other, and you know what I mean it's well, not they were isolated they were right.
0: thriving but they were thriving in a way that happens when you're on and like you're literally on an island right you don't have people just passing through giving you shit or yeah. like coming to live there there's no like immigration right there's no mixing of different cultures so yeah it would be a huge shock to be living in an isolated existence and then all of a sudden like just a cargo of of stuff you've never even seen before right. drops in front of you
1: yeah they didn't have radio they didn't no. know there was a war That'd going be such on Such a culture they- shock yeah and so they literally started worshiping some of these um, soldiers that came and there's still cargo cults in existence today this tom Froome one is still there and they actually have something called tom Froome day which is on february 15th and that's the date which the followers of john Froom cargo cult believe john Froome would come back Interesting. Now, in my mind, I'm like, he's dead now. He's never coming back. Right. You know, like, he's been dead a long time. Right. He's old as fuck in the ground. Right. But then I'm like, what? Maybe they know something we don't know. What if this was not, like, a normal guy in the American military? I love it.
0: Well, first of all, that one guy's last name was not Navy. He was in the Navy. Right. right? So that was just, like, a miscommunication. (laughs) But also, could he just be, like, G.I. Joe come to life right magical toy story doll
1: yeah we don't know if there was a magical cupboard there yeah somewhere yeah i wasn't there would have had nothing to do with world war ii
0: that would be the biggest mind fuck like an (laughs) alien just sees all the shit going on on earth and is like okay my name's tom navy or whatever it was like yeah just drops down on this island
1: right wow and he's coming back february 15th
0: of this year of it's every passed. year, oh, of every year,
1: that's their day, John Froom Day. Do it's, you understand? Oh. Like we have Valentine's Day, right? It's they like have our John Froom
0: Day, so like they ask people on dates and go
1: look for a cargo. It could no, I don't know. I think they just think he's coming back. It would be like if Christians had like a certain day they thought, Jesus, like if There's December twenty so fifth was the cults day. I
0: think Jesus is coming back. What was that one that was like two thousand twelve was going to be the end of the world
1: like that's a lot of them that's a lot of them also yeah. that
0: when we did the happy valley dream survey there was that like cult tie-in where those people thought that september, oh, right. september 4th fourth or, 4th 4th, or something. yeah it was gonna be the end of the world
1: and then you hazed that guy and we're like it's september whatever came and gone we're still here so i guess you're wrong you texted that guy yeah
0: if you guys don't know what we're talking about no
1: time to explain no go back explain. and
0: listen to happy valley dream survey and the Q and A from season two
1: yeah you have some serious balls so i will say that now Let's move on to the next level of this conspiracy theory. Okay. Allie. Yes. Have you ever heard of Zechariah Sitchin? No. Exhibit K. Scroll down a little (laughs) bit more. Zechariah Sitchin. I was about to say he sounds white, but then
0: I was like... I don't want to say that, but I can say that. I can say that. He, yeah, he looks white and he looks like Colonel Sanders.
1: He does look like Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. You want to describe him? Colonel, oh, Colonel Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> right. Like white hair, white mustache. Although
0: those glasses that he's wearing came back into style I like know. three years ago. So yeah. he could have been ahead of his time.
1: Yeah, I actually almost bought some on Amazon the other day just like that. Just like that? Yeah. With no prescription in them? And they're blue light canceling oh, glasses. yeah. Those yes. are good for your eyes. So, this is Zechariah Sitchin. He was born in 1920. In a bowl of Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> well, he's he died. So, do you feel better now? Well, he should be dead. He was born in 1922. He
0: lived a long and fulfilling life.
1: You guys, Alyssa just said he should be dead because he's looks like a fried if chicken. What did you
0: just a- say? <laughs> I said he was born in a bowl of fried
1: chicken. He has That's, to, it's can't Colonel be...
0: Sanders.
1: That that has to be cancel material I, right there. I don't
0: there. know. He looks like the coleslaw from kfc oh. i i think it's delicious
1: all oh, right <laughs> a so this food is zechariah sitchin moving on he died in 2010 are you happy don't answer he was born in russia and he grew up in palestine where he acquired a profound knowledge of modern and ancient hebrew other semitic and european languages the old testament and the history and archaeology of the near east cool. so he knew a bunch of languages and a bunch of cool shit Awesome. Zechariah received a degree in economics from the University of London, and he was an editor and journalist in pan- Palestine before moving to New York in 1952. And then, while he was working, this is the best part, while this just normal dude was working for the shipping company, he taught himself Sumerian cuneiform, and then he visited several archaeological. span he's visited several, <laughs> then he then did archaeology. He did it. <laughs>
0: Fuck. So okay, I I do hear stories about like this person speaks like 75 languages actually you know what i read an article about the these like two dudes I, i'm paraphrasing so it could be totally wrong but it's like these two dudes who are so fucking good at languages that mm-hmm. they will travel to places where languages are dying out like o- like only have oral tradition no written language and they will learn that language and, and it transcribe it no no they they oh. can't bring it back cuz there's not <laughs> enough people speaking it but they'll like transcribe it so that it's not lost forever To the anals of history. Right. To the (laughs) anals of history. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Yeah. So basically, this guy was really cool, is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm
0: sorry for telling you, you look like a bowl of coleslaw, but you're dead and you lived a long and fulfilling life and you were smart. So I don't think you care.
1: Right. He's not going to hear this. If you get haunted tonight, that's why. OK. So Zechariah devotes himself to studying the Sumerian cuneiform at these archaeological sites. And he gathers as much knowledge as he can over 30 years of research. And then he writes this book called The Twelfth Planet. Now, Allie, Ooh. what do you think the Twelfth Planet book is about? Don't they make dubstep? thats that Twelfth Planet? I think so. I know there's some planet that I think it's I think you planet. fucking dragged me to some shit like that. Like who's that other guy <laughs> that like scared 2011? the shit of, out of me that uh, I...
0: Oh you didn't like Base Nectar? No, it was gas lamp killer. You you hated I-
1: like you guys, I hated dubstep so much. Keep I in wa-
0: mind, keep in mind this is like twenty ten through twenty twelve This was era. when
1: everyone it was cool. It was very cool to like dubstep. It was the cool thing to do now, Alyssa and I would go to lots of raves. That's why it's so hard for us to communicate now Correct. and I liked like th- this is this is a tangent that doesn't matter, but I just want to let the records know. I was at the raves for the EDM, not the dubstep, and the dubstep gave me panic attacks.
0: Also, Natalia thinks that every electronic music is dubstep.
1: So anytime <laughs> no, anything plays. I like, how, like house music. Like I would be like at um, like Tiesto and like, I don't know, like Swedish house mafia. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa would be like, that's pussy music for pussies. I don't have time for that. I need to feel my heart coming out of my chest.
0: What kind of music do you think this man listened
1: to? Do you Bossa think he raves... Oh. Do you, know... uh, do
0: you think like going to like see Beethoven
1: was like a rave? I don't know I I have no idea Alyssa okay how it do was, you want me to it was a that?
0: hypothetical question go continue with the story going
1: to a, like do I think the people who were going to listen to classical music like put on slutty clothes and then <laughs> and then like got in a car and like pre-gamed a bunch of like illegal substances when they were like 16 and then listened to dubstep yes that's exactly what I'm right. asking
0: I bet you anything people were like Fucking to Beethoven
1: for sure. There's got to be someone who listens to this that knows the answer, and um, let us know. Yeah, leave a comment. I mean, how like how would they? How would you even do that? Would you have to see it live? Like, how did you? What do you mean? How would they do what? How would someone know? No. How occurring? would someone fuck to Beethoven? Like they didn't. You couldn't just put a record on at your house that's Beethoven. Did they have records then? No. I don't know.
0: I think the answer is that rich people probably had like their own little balcony at the <laughs> opera thing, and they were just fucking up there while Beethoven was playing.
1: What if after it was over, you went home and you like still wanted to fuck to it, and so right. you guys were both just like bang, 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 na 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 na
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, that's what happened. So what do you think the 12th planet is about?
0: Oh, I forgot. Um, It's about... Okay, I'm going to guess that it's a planet that is 12 planets from the sun or the earth.
1: Like, actually, yes. So this book is based on literally what Sitchin learned. I can't drive this home enough. Sit, Sitchin learned and wrote this book. This guy? Uh, okay. Yes. He okay. He studied the S- Sumerian cuneiform. Okay. Okay, so according to Sitchin, from what he read from the Sumerian cuneiform, there is an undiscovered planet beyond Neptune that follows a long elliptical orbit, which is reaching our solar system roughly every 3,600 years. Okay. The planet is called Nibiru. I'm on board. But... Nibiru's ra- name, according to Sitchin, was replaced with the name Marduk. So, if you read Sumerian um, cuneiform and you're like, "There's no Nibiru in here," it's because Marduk, who was this Babylonian ruler, renamed the planet Marduk so that he could claim that, like, he created the planet. Anyways, Marduk or Nibiru collided catastrophically with this other planet Tiamat, who was a goddess in the Babylonian creation creation myth. But Sitchin is saying that like this this is a creation myth that's talking about um, how there's like this goddess and this god and they're like colliding into each other. But he's saying that actually these are two planets, Nibiru okay. and Tiamat, are like colliding into each other. It's catastrophic, and um. Tiama is actually another planet that was once located between Mars and Jupiter. So when Nibiru col- collided with Tiama, these two unknown planets began to make this catastrophic event which formed the planet Earth. Oh, okay. The asteroid belt and the comets. Shit. So this is super different from what you learn in astrology.
0: In astro- I know, astronomy it,
1: and astrology. in
0: world history or yeah. Yeah, formation right. of Earth. Or, right. Yeah. It's, it's very different. I like it better.
1: So Sitchin also speculated that Pluto, which he identified as Gaga and Isimud, which are gods um, in his Sumerian cuneiform, adventure and um they were originally satellites of saturn but nibiru's gravity messed with pluto which sent pluto to the outer solar system which explains pluto's peculiar orbital path which intersects the orbit of neptune so pluto has like this really weird um orbital path which intersects yeah okay (laughs) intersects the orbit of neptune You guys, this is a bunch of nerd shit, but I'm telling it for the people who know what I'm talking about, okay? So that they're like, oh my god, that explains why Pluto is so (laughs) different, okay? Okay. So Nibiru is called the 12th planet because the Sumerian gods, given conception of the solar system, counted all eight planets plus Pluto, the sun, and the moon. As you know now, it's not 12 planets. Okay. And Nibiru was home. This is the best part. Nibiru. Can you just guess what was happening on Nibiru?
0: The Anunnaki made a fort. Uh,
1: Basically, to a larger degree. Nibiru was home of the Anunnaki, who were this technologically advanced, human-like, extraterrestrial race.
0: Extraterrestrial race?
1: Extraterrestrial race. race. That, okay. Let me say that again, and you act shocked. Nibiru was home of a technologically... I act shocked too soon. Do it again. Nibiru was home of a technologically advanced human-like extraterrestrial race called the Anunnaki from the Sumerian myth that Sitchin stated was also the Nephilim in the Bible who are the giants, aka the demons.
0: Holy shit. And this guy, Colonel Sanders, figured it out? Yes. So, Okay, so let me just ask a question. So all of this stuff that you're telling me right now is not his opinion. It's what he translated from this ancient language. Yes. My man
1: taught himself we cannot say this enough he taught himself but how Sumerian do we know who kum-h-form. was checking
0: his work who was like double checking his translation
1: a lot of people double checked it and, and it was... said it was wrong oh and but then a lot of people <laughs> checked it and said it was right and okay. that's how they have ancient Man, aliens
0: that's i'm telling you translation is so nuanced so who's
1: to say right that's why in that intro that i couldn't stop laughing at at the beginning where uh-huh. i was like how do we interpret history, right? Like Because right. whoever writes history wants us to believe that's how it was.
0: Right. No, and I'm, I'm not being sarcastic when I say that translation is nuanced because take, for example, this, I mean, super common mistranslation of the Bible where it says a man shall not lay with a man. It is an abomination. The actual translation is a man shall not molest a small child. It is an abomination. Right. So, It's very true that stuff gets – there's a lot of debate on, like, what is the real meaning of this word in Greek or what is the real meaning of this – root word in latin so yeah who's to say he could have had the correct translation and somebody else is just interpreting it differently it's a dead language
1: yeah i mean he translated it and then he also had like evidence that he thinks backs this up which i'm going to get into um let me finish telling you about the anunnaki because it's important okay so the anunnaki evolved after nibiru entered the solar system and they arrived on earth four hundred and fifty thousand years ago so ali Yes. Why do you think the Anunnaki came to Earth? Well, you told me at the beginning
0: that they were refugees.
1: Why do you think they came to Earth?
0: Because their planet collided with another planet and they had to find a place to live. But
1: what were they what did they do once they got to Earth? Let me give you a hint. Okay. Atlantis? Cue the next photo. It's my favorite thing.
0: Okay. Treasure? Uh, Is uh, it treasure?
1: Yeah. gold gold.
0: oh my god they were looking for gold natalia are you a descendant of the anunnaki it could be because i have that blood type too that's true you do have a rare blood type
1: you guys i'm o negative blood which can give to everyone else but can only take o negative blood now what does that mean unless all the other blood's not good enough for my blood but my blood is good enough for all the other bloods. i
0: just want to say i also have o negative blood so it's not uncommon
1: Wow, you are also superior. (laughs) Wait, is that the right one? You might have a different blood type, because mine is O negative. Is that the one where you can give to everyone else, Mm -hmm. but you can... Yeah. The universal donor. Yeah, Yeah, but you can only have O negative blood. Oh, I don't know. You can donate to everyone else, but you can only have O negative. You guys, if this is wrong, just pretend you didn't hear it. Yeah. Now, (laughs) they were looking for gold. They were also looking for a bunch of other stuff, um, like other minerals. But I am saying they were looking for gold, because... Gold is included in other minerals, and-
0: Oh, so they weren't
1: looking for gold. They were- just
0: really like gold, so you're projecting. No,
1: they were looking for gold, but they were also looking for, like, uranium and, like, all this other shit, like, mercury, like, all this boring shit.
0: Well, that could explain why there's so many alien sightings in Russia, because don't they
1: have uranium mines there? Isn't that something that we learned? Oh, wow. We could really connect that. We could. I should put another bullet point in here. All the dots. So, they found gold, and they mined it in Africa. And we learned that the Anunnaki, no, the Anunnaki, we learned that the Anunnaki were actually not gods at all, but they were minors who hmm. were workers of a colonial expedition to Earth from the planet Nibiru. So they were refugees that they were basically like slaves of their own planet, like, or, or not slaves. They were ancient astronauts. They had a shitty job. It would be like if, They were the worker bees of their Right, but they're like going to colonize another planet to because their resources were running out or whatever. So oh, it would okay. be like oh, what we're doing then to this planet and now we want to send all these people to like Mars. another planet yeah, yeah, to colonize that because this one's going to get fucked up, right? Yeah, makes so, sense. That those people that are going to another planet, like, they're not going to have a good time. Like, they're right. not going to see any of their friends again. They're not, like, they're not going to... It's going to suck. They're they don't know be... if they're going to die immediately.
0: They don't know if...
1: Right. They and They don't they're know gonna, what's going to happen. They're going to be living in, like, NASA tents. Yeah. It's not going to be, like, yeah, it's FEMA not cool. Yeah, FEMA tents, like,
0: fire festival.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. Yeah.
1: It's going to be fire festival on Mars. Wow. And that's why... Don't sign me up for we that. We salute them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they're heroes and refugees at the same time all right so they come to earth they find the gold they mine it in africa um and it's probably hot as fuck there and it's not fun like i'm saying it sucks it's fire festival so what do you think that these like smart technologically advanced ets did next so okay
0: if i were an et i would
1: build an advanced civilization right Yeah, and what do you need to build an advanced civilization? Tools. Gold? Yes, gold. But you also need workers to build that. Okay. Right? Yes. So, long story short... They enslaved the human race by, um so at this time there were like cavemen, and they genetically modified and genetically engineered their DNA into like the caveman DNA to make Homo sapiens, what you and I are today. Oh, okay. So they have this new race of people who are going to mine for them. Now, keep in mind, we're still talking about what was in this book, The Twelfth Planet, that our man Sitchin um, got from the Sumerian cuneiform. So this
0: is all, again, I just want to reiterate, because I'm, I'm trying to make sure I understand. So this is all a translation of what KFC man saw on in pictograms or something. Right. This okay. is
1: what he deciphered from his And he could be right, studies. he could be
0: wrong. We're not sure
1: it's up in the air. He's probably right. He's probably he's right. He's probably right. Okay. It's, it sounds like he's right to me. So next thing that happens, one of these Anunnaki who... Um, Came up with... Well, no. What happens next? What do you... What do you think happens next? They have this, like, advanced civilization.
0: Okay. They have have these
1: people mining for them. um, They're, like, doing really well. They're basically, like, oligarchs now. Like, they're chilling, hanging out on Earth, like, living in their pyramids that the human race is building for them. Like, chill. They die. No. They have a war. Yes.
0: Okay. It had to be one or the other.
1: They start going to war with each other. And then, ultimately... They are fighting so much um, amongst themselves that they just end up destroying a bunch of cities like with their war. In fact, there's the Sumerian tablet, which is known as the Lament for Ur, which is basically just the sad piece of poetry about a city called Ur, which was destroyed. But Sitchin says that you can show the photo of the tablet. This is Lament for Ur. Oh, Wow. Right? Large tablet. Yeah. So Sitchin reads this and he translates this. There's this thing that they say like this evil wind came and destroyed the entire um, city of Ur, which was around 2000 BC. Now, he translates that as it was nuclear fallout from nuclear weapons which were being used during the war between these factions of the Anunnaki. Okay. And so other people are like, well, this could have just been a tornado. Yeah, this could, yeah that's it could what I'm thinking, uh, like a
0: crazy sandstorm or something.
1: But what if <laughs> it was nuclear fallout from extraterrestrials what? that came to this earth to mine for gold wow. and ended up fighting amongst themselves and used nuclear weapons against each other? Okay, counterpoint.
0: What if it was another Tunguska event that we learned about in episode 420? It was episode 69
1: on 420. Yes.
0: Yeah. Remember that giant meteor? Right.
1: There was just a big explosion. Yeah. Yeah. What and if it that's left, what it was? It left like all those trees, trees just dead. just like, yeah. Yeah.
0: What if that's what it was? R- Evil wind? Yeah. Up, that's up for interpretation. I'm not sure So it his cou- translation is.
1: Right. Well, you, the only way to really know the answer is for you to translate the Sumerian tablets. Okay. I'm on it. Are you ready for the next level of this conspiracy? Mm-hmm. So then the Anunnaki are forced to temporarily leave Earth's surp- surface, and they have to orbit around the planet when the Antarctic glaciers start melting because of the Great Flood, which also destroyed the Anunnaki's bases on Earth. So they're, like, orbiting, orbiting around Earth, and meanwhile, these bases have to be rebuilt, and the Anunnaki needs more humans to help this massive effort, and so they teach mankind agriculture. Wow. Now, Allie, I want you to just reflect on this butterfly effect, okay? Yes. 450,000 years ago, an alien wanted some gold, and now you have to do HR.
0: That's very... (laughs) I do HR in agriculture, so this is very true. It's all because an Anunnaki uh, impregnated a cave woman. Yeah. Wow. Right. I would not be here today.
1: So now... I mean, you would, but you just wouldn't be doing HR. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe you would. I don't know. You guys... Destiny can't escape. Whatever and whatever it doesn't matter. Now I w- you
0: know what I would be doing if they didn't come down here. I would just be doing HR for like some hunter gatherers or something.
1: Right. Yeah. Wow. They would. <laughs> that would be. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's
0: that could fine. be another episode
1: in itself. Yeah. Now, Allie, are yes. you ready for the next level? I'm ready. Oh, we're conspiracy? going one deeper. Yeah, one okay. deeper. I'm ready. This, I feel like, it's supposed to be deeper, but to me this is like surface level. The Anunnaki built the pyramids and all the other monumental structures from around the ancient world that ancient astronaut theorists consider be to be impossible without highly advanced technological advances.
0: I mean, if, if we're going to take this pill and believe everything that this guy translated, that he translated it correctly, that this is the story that they
1: themselves wrote right then that makes sense now do you know what the nazca lines are are these like those
0: crop circle looking patterns that are in in some country
1: cue the photo yes that's exactly what i was picturing Yes. Yeah. So the Nazca lines are actually called geoglyphs, and they're this group of very large geoglyphs that are made in the soil of the Nazca desert in southern Peru. And they were created between like 500 B.C. um, and 500 A.D. by people who were making depressions. Um, Like shallow incisions in the desert floor and they removed these pebbles up and then the differently colored dirt is exposed. Now, in the years leading up to 2020, between 80 and 100 new figures have been found with the use of drones and archaeologists believe that there are more to be found. But what's really significant about these lines is that. They're better seen from an elevation. So the next photo shows, like, if you go to see them, see how high up you have to be to see that thing. Like, it's huge. Right. Right. So who were they making it for? Yeah. Yeah. And they're best seen in from the all of these lines are best seen from the air at around 500 meters or 1600 feet, which is where the aliens hang out in the air. Right. Fact. 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 So also what's weird is like you're like, okay, what are the point of all these things? Right. Well, the purpose of the Nazca lines just eludes researchers. Like, no one knows what they're for because the ancient Nazca culture was prehistoric, which means it existed before there was any, like, written documentation. Um, And one idea that people have is that perhaps they're linked to the heavens with some of the lines that are, like, representing constellations in the night sky. Mm -hmm. And do you know what else is in the night sky? Aliens. Yeah. Cue exhibit in. Do you know what this is,
0: Maximilian de la? I
1: can't read that last part.
0: Twenty twenty two. What will happen to us when the Anunnaki return to Earth in twenty twenty two?
1: Yeah. So that, that's next year. What you're looking at right now yeah. is the cover of a book. Okay. By Maximilian de Lafayette. de la, la de Lafayette. Okay. Which is called 2022, <laughs> <just read> <laughs> What Will Happen to Us When the Anunnaki Return to Earth in 2022. He put
0: 2022 one too many times on there. We get it. It already says 2022. We but, know.
1: But doesn't it make you want to know what will happen to us when the Anunnaki return to earth in 2020? When did he write this book and was it this year? I wish I had that information <laughs> for <laughs> okay. you. But I do not. I do okay. not have that information. Because it's
0: more for you. impressive if it's like he wrote this in 1953. You know what I mean? Versus like some guy living in the forest who self-published a book this year during
1: quarantine. Right. Yeah. Well, you know who sent this to me? Who? Um, James Allen McCune. James Allen McCune sent you this topic. Wow.
0: Shout out to Jamie. No,
1: he sent me this book. Oh,
0: he sent you this book. Yeah. Oh, the actual book? He sent
1: me a PDF of this book. I have no idea how or why he has it.
0: Well, if you open the PDF, it'll tell you when it was published.
1: I didn't open the PDF. You (laughs) didn't even open
0: it. He sent you a book. (laughs) And you, you based an entire episode around it, but you didn't even open it.
1: Okay, but here's why. Because when I tried to open the PDF, it wasn't compatible with whatever I was like looking uh-huh. at it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go read the preview. Of I'm going to go to the Wikipedia.
0: I'm going to go to the Spark Notes. You guys,
1: we're not experts here. I don't we're have not. enough time to no. tell you why this you have stuff is. a baby. Is. No, I. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't expect you to have enough time. So in this book, here's the spark notes. All right. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised? Like, I never read anything. No, I'm not surprised. Yeah. All right. In this book, <laughs> he posits that the Anunnaki have created us as their mining project, as we talked about. But humans have been infiltrated by the gray aliens. <gasps> The greys are aliens who have been visiting Earth and contaminating it by breeding with humans, creating new hybrid humans. So when we hear about people getting abducted for science experiments, it's actually the gray aliens. Yeah. 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 And those who have been contaminated. are perverts. Yes those who have been contaminated with gray DNA are easy to spot because according to this book not me they are like the just people who are fucked up they're murderers they're rapists there's people who torture and abuse they're like just sociopaths they lack human empathy they're not like human okay and the Anunnaki just don't fuck around right so they're just gonna fucking burn up and destroy the whole planet Earth because they're like our like project that we we created the humans to you know mine the stuff for us and now the grays are coming over and making them fucked up it would be like if you had like uh i don't know like a bunch of hamsters and then all of a sudden like some new hamsters came in and just made them all start like killing each other and okay. stuff you would be like this is sad right um what should i do oh i should blow up the ones that are not um that are like contaminated and i should save the ones that are like innocent little rodents right so is this an allegory for genocide i'm not understanding this is what this book is saying
0: oh this is what this book is saying okay uh, it's the book an ale- an- just go. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Just go ahead. We're never w- gonna. We we didn't read the book, so we I don't
1: got, know. I got frozen, you guys. So, <laughs> Let's
0: put, like the buffering. Yeah, uh, I know. Thing I was literally over, thinking yeah, that yeah. the
1: little. Yeah. Okay. So anyone who's not contaminated with the gray DNA, or anyone who has cleansed themselves from their contamination, will be able to escape this catastrophic event of the Anunnaki just blowing of the Earth up. And they're going to be able to escape through these special portals that are called baabs. And they're going to be taken up through this antimatter bubble along with certain animals, art, buildings, artifacts, all that shit we want to keep from Earth that's cool. um, Bangers, songs, whatever. Until the Earth is clean again, where then... The good people will return without the gray DNA. OK. Now, Allie, you might be thinking, well, how do you cleanse yourself of this DNA? Yeah,
0: I was just thinking that. I was like, you can't. We don't have gene
1: therapy developed yet. So right. how would you
0: change so, your genetics?
1: According to this preview of the book that I read, <laughs> you have to buy the book, which I obviously did not. And I was going to buy the book. But afterwards, the prologue just scared the shit out of me. So I like didn't even um, right. fuck I, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Now this book, um, yeah this book is terrifying it's basically what I just told you like and the thing about it is Wait, that Wait, but
0: how do you cleanse you didn't answer the question how do you cleanse I don't know oh because
1: you didn't read it I didn't read the book okay. it, like in the in the prologue it was like here's what's been happening the Anunnaki like created the humans to mine for gold and then the gray DNAs have come in and that's like why we have like all of these like rapists and murderers and whatever and um, now I'm going to teach you how to cleanse yourself so that like when they come it's basically a rapture so that oh. when the Anunnaki
0: oh This guy is selling a book telling you how to make yourself worthy of being raptured.
1: Right. Got it. By the Anunnaki. Got it. And he's also going to teach you, like, ancient um, codex. Right. A tale
0: (laughs) as old as time. Yeah. What's the difference between this guy and John Smith, the Mormon guy? I don't know. What's the difference between any religious figureheads? Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, now, as as you know, this... um, this podcast sometimes deals with some heavy things,
0: yes. this is this a trigger warning that you're? This about to is give?
1: another trigger warning. i'm okay. going I'm not going to put too much effort into explaining the next layer of this conspiracy theory because it goes into some territory that I find to be a little uncouth. okay. Um, I think
0: this whole episode <laughs> is pretty uncouth. <laughs>
1: but but there's this other guy, okay. His name is David Ick and he's this british conspiracy theorist who popularized the reptilian conspiracy. Do okay. you know what the reptilian conspiracy theory is?
0: Yes, the reptilian conspiracy theory states that the real like the real world government or the real happenings of the world are controlled by these puppet masters that are reptilians. Mm-hmm. They're like ha- I think they're
1: almost like humanoids. It's right. like reptile humans. Right. Well, in his conspiracy theory, he says that the Anunnaki are the reptilian or overlords, okay, and that they're they're already here. Like we keep saying, like everyone that's been talking about this conspiracy, um, Sitchin, who wrote the twelfth, or no, yes, yeah, Sitchin, Sitchin, who wrote the Twelfth Planet, and um, Maximilian, who is like the Anunnaki are going to return to Earth. They're all saying that the Anunnaki are going to return. Now, David Ick, the, he says that the Anunnaki are already here and there are reptilian overlords and they're like Jeff Bezos and they're like right. the um, Facebook did Mark Zuckerberg. You, b- <laughs> by the way,
0: did you see that petition that uh, is going around the Internet saying a uh, petition to not left to not let Jeff Bezos come back from space <laughs> because he paid money to do like this private space right. travel thing? No. Yeah, so if he is an Anunnaki, he'd be right at home if we didn't let him come back down to Earth.
1: I mean, wait, what? He's going
0: to space? Yeah. When? I don't know. What is he going to do? Fly go around be like hey I'm rich
1: and I'm in space right like he's just going to go into orbit yeah. and then come back build down. an
0: Amazon fulfillment center on Mars who knows when
1: you get that rich should you just not have any fear you're like I've done everything I could on this earth if I blow up in this primitive you know spacecraft, well but what
0: if counterpoint what if he is an alien and even if it did blow up he could still survive out there another theory what if he is an Anunnaki and he's trying to get back to his home planet because he's like, I'm so bored so he- of mining these stupid gray matter alien humanoids right. to work at my fulfillment centers and not let them use the bathroom. I need to go right. back to my home planet. I've gotten all the gold I can possibly get. Yeah,
1: he's like, this video game is too easy. Yes. Oh, my God. So he's going to go. Like, we think that he's, he's going to hijack space. it. Yeah, yeah. And we're just going to see his little rocket ship, like, keep mm-hmm. going and never come back. Yep. You guys heard it here first. It's a prediction that I have made. How about this? Another one. Sorry, last one.
0: Okay, what if that's his plan, but what he's going to do is stage that his shuttle blew up. But in reality, he had an escape pod, and he's
1: just going home to the 12th planet. Say it again. (laughs) What (laughs) Sorry, I started thinking about what I was going to talk about next. You guys, do you like this video podcast? Is this worse for you? Is this worth it for you? Everything about our podcast
0: is worse every time that we record. (laughs) So I am assuming this is only getting worse and worse.
1: Okay, say it again. No.
0: You guys (laughs) listening, leave a comment.
1: If you agree with me, you heard it here first. (sighs) Something about the 12th planet. Yeah, it's okay. Well, now we're coming to a close on this episode. All right. So Q exhibit P. Yes. Yes. I think it speaks for itself.
0: You guys, um, Darby Draws, at Darby Draws on Instagram, drew me as the aliens guy. And that is one of my favorite uh, fan art drawings I have ever seen. Also, this guy Natalia and I saw him from a distance at Alien Con, and I wanted a photo with him so bad, but you literally had That'd to pay, pay. like a hundred dollars per person. Oh, yes, it was it was. More than oh, it was more than a hundred dollars. Oh, it was more than a hundred. Yeah,
1: I thought it was like two hundred something.
0: It, honestly, I maybe I just blocked it out of my memory because I was like, who would pay two hundred dollars for that? I. Uh, Honestly, if I were Jeff Bezos rich, I would pay a lot of money to have a photo with that guy.
1: Right. What if Jeff Bezos just is that guy? What if he's like, what if we're the, oh my God, what if it's like the Truman Show and literally everyone is a reptilian overlord and I'm the only real person?
0: What if Jeff Bezos made the pyramids himself and he's just an (laughs) eternal, like, Tuck everlasting
1: vampire man? Now, that reminds me of what I need to talk about. Okay. Now, a lot of people will say... Aliens didn't build the pyramids. Aliens didn't build all of these monumental structures. Aliens didn't do the Nazca lines. And we're not saying that they did. This conspiracy theory is saying that aliens forced the humans right to build those things for them Mm -hmm. so everyone's like slaves built all of these things in egypt and it's actually really um fucked up for you to say that aliens did it because you're discounting like the suffering of an entire people who like you know were enslaved to build these things that's not what this conspiracy theory is saying this conspiracy theory is saying that those slaves that built the pyramids we're doing so for their reptilian overlords. Okay. Which, so yeah. instead of
0: doing it for like a pharaoh right. who had these people enslaved, the pharaoh was still there, but the pharaoh may or may not have been of extraterrestrial origin. I mean, it,
1: yeah, it could have. It, it's like how intelligent do we think the human race is? Like... Were the Anunnaki just like, oh, the humans will be able to create their own society and run it and we'll just kind of step back in the back, you know, people who um, they're, they're going to figure out these hallmarks of society, like coming up with their own way of writing, um, being able to have culture and art coming up with like agriculture and all that stuff. If we just teach them the basics, which is agriculture uh, to survive, then they'll figure it all out. So like maybe the Pharaoh was a human. But the Anunnaki are like sitting back on, like you know, way back in the distance, watching. Right. I don't know. Like is yeah, it like a zoo situation? Is it? I mean, I
0: think it could be. I mean, since we don't know, it could be anything, right? It could be a situation where the Anun. What if the Anunnaki were posing as pharaohs? What if they right. were like, hey, I, this is me. I have a human form, and I'm just here, and I have all the mu- gold, so build me a pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. You don't know.
1: Now, some people believe that some of these ancient structures were ways for the Anunnaki to, like, like technology. Like, they think the pyramids might have been some sort of beacon or um, might have, like, stored some sort of goods or whatever. I don't think that. I think that it's literally the Anunnaki enslaved the humans to make all of these things for them. Or yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think my I am still stuck on the Nazca lines mm-hmm. about like, and I I just keep thinking about like, okay, it's it's not that it's impossible to do that from the ground. It's not it's impossible. impossible. Work. You can you you definitely can do it, and in fact they did it. Yeah. My main thing is who were they doing it for? And I think the easy answer is oh they were doing it for the gods. But still, like you pointed out, you need to have a drone or an airplane or a helicopter or Be on top of a really fucking high mountain with like the best binoculars on earth to be able to see Mm -hmm. like the fruits of their labor. I guess it's possible that they were just like, well, we don't need to see it. This is not for us. We're making this for other people. But I still, I still feel like that doesn't quite make sense to me
1: an interesting thing that you said is like who is this for right mm-hmm. so when I was researching this my mind's all over the place because there are so many different people interpret this so many different ways like Sitchin interpreted it one way um, the ancient aliens guy interprets it another way uh, the guy who wrote what will happen to us when the Anunnaki return to earth in 2022 yeah. interpreted it a different way we but, assume we didn't read it right but we assume he interpreted it a different way and going yeah like going back to what I was talking about in the intro of how like history is just written by the victors Maybe all of these things were, like, these ancient people attempting to, like, tell the story to the future. Like, here's one deeper. Perhaps, you know how there's, like, prehistoric times? Mm
0: -hmm. What if
1: there was history then? What if there were ways to communicate, um, but they were all destroyed by, you know, the reptilian overlords? I mean, who's to say? Right? Like, what if these Nazca lines are trying to tell us, hey, see this fucked up monkey this is not just this is not just like some fucked up shit we like created because we were all stoned this is um this is like we saw this fucked up monkey like this that's what our our leaders really are like under their skin
0: yeah this constellation in the sky shaped like a monkey is actually sentient Yes. and we were mimicking those lines as to be like hey look we made this for you please don't throw your banana peel at us
1: or something you know like please don't fuck us up Right. Like they were thought that if they had enough veneration, I mean, I don't know. Um, Before we do our closing thoughts, I want to just say um, my sources. Okay, So Wikipedia, obviously, Um, Ancient Aliens, which is a TV series on the History Channel, (laughs) the Encyclopedia Britannica, a book entitled 2022. What will happen to us when the Anunnaki return to Earth in 22 by Jean-Maximilien de la Croix de Lafayette? And a blog entitled Impressions Travelogue by Renate Flynn. Um, Yeah. And then also the lure. Yes. Thank you. Loved it. Now, if you guys watch Ancient Aliens, like every single episode is they're basically taking like ancient um, Structures. structures or writing and from all over the world and they're translating it. Through the lens of perhaps the gods and the angels and the deities that they're talking about weren't deities, weren't angels, weren't gods, but they were actually ancient astronauts.
0: That's pretty cool. So
1: and that there's like so many seasons of that. This is literally just like a little like get your toe wet. Like this is just a little taster. Mm -hmm. And so if you liked this episode. How about you buy that book, um, 2022, What <laughs> Will Happen the, to yeah. Us When the Anunnaki <laughs> Return to Earth in 2022, and let us know. Let us know what you're supposed to do to cleanse yourself
0: of gray DNA, because as someone with an autoimmune disease who wishes gene therapy were a thing for adults, I would like to know. Tell me how to do it.
1: Right. Let how me to cleanse my DNA. I feel like we're going to get some real tin hats in here in the comments, like the kind of people that respond to the Quora questions that I ask yeah. that are going to know the answers and they're so going to be upsetting. If
0: you don't know the answers, do what everyone on Quora does, which is make a fake account pretending to be an Anunnaki and mm-hmm. answer as if you know the answer.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes. You guys leave a comment as the Anunnaki. Yes. Below. Yes. And I know I'm going to get roasted because there were several times where I said Anunnaki instead of Anunnaki. I don't think it matters because I don't think these. Oh, I was about to say something triggering. I was about to say they're not real, but that's we <laughs> don't
0: know. We don't know if they're real or not. How I was going to say you can pronounce it however you want, but but they are real. Let so. me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Was
1: George Washington real?
0: I have no way of knowing. See? And that is a fact. See? Yeah. 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 That's my episode. That was great, Natalia. Thank you. I love alien stories, and I love that it had a Nancy Drew tie in for me so I can like access those memories from like 10-year-old Allie playing that computer game. That was very enjoyable for me. In fact, you're kind of making me draw a lot of parallels. I wonder if which came first, that Nancy Drew game or Ancient Aliens? That's interesting to know because a character in that Nancy Drew game is named Sunny June and he looks exactly like this ancient alien guy. And he's obsessed with the Anunnaki in the game.
1: I feel like ancient aliens was playing like in the mid 2000s, right? Like, was it like 2010 or something? Can you let's look it up. Can you Google? um, Can you first of all, can you Google
0: Sunny June? S-O-N-N-Y-J-O-O-N. I want to show you what this guy looks like and
1: he's obsessed Ancient with- Aliens has 16 seasons and it started in 2010 to 2011 that was the first I think season. the Nancy
0: Drew game came first Wow Yes this is him He's obsessed with the Anunnaki he loves Coco Kringles this is like very nobody plays these games
1: um except oh, for Oh wait me. look at those boots
0: He is he's a great great sassy man Yeah Yeah he know he's got a lot of flair a lot of uh, know how and he's obsessed with aliens and he just he kind of reminds me of that george shoppelopolis or whatever that guy's name is that is the ancient you aliens guys guy. what
1: i'm hearing is that Allie wants some fanfic written about this guy for her
0: personal yeah, I do. stash yeah he's pretty sunny cool.
1: june sunny sunny june sunny june he
0: likes cocoa cream. oh my god sunny
1: june like the sunny month of june
0: June gloom I believe is the expression but yeah it could be it could be a sunny june you're right i understand what you're saying he brings light where there is darkness and i agree yeah yeah Do, can we see what game he was first from <laughs> sorry this is very important to me and we have time left so okay. i want i want to know he was from first appearing in secret of the scarlet hand okay so we need to know when secret of the scarlet hand came out <laughs> because i think we may have just realized that that guy stole his whole swag yes so that ancient aliens guy this is my conspiracy theory stole his whole swag from sunny june from secret of the scarlet hand
1: that's what we that's what we've come to conclude yes. that is the final layer that of this is conspiracy allegedly
0: theory. i don't want to get sued by ancient aliens you allegedly know, they stole their whole swag for their main guy from this game
1: you guys this is all like fun and games but people actually believe like that to 2022 what will happen when the anunnaki return like people um were leaving comments on it and they were talking about how the book changed their life and how um they're like cleansing themselves and they're ready for this return in 2022 this sk- shit has me scared like yeah is this yeah. Um, and they're so serious about it. Like, it's not a joke.
0: Well, I also, let me just say, I'm not saying, I, I want to clarify because I said Anunnaki is, like, not real. I think what I mean by that is, is that that term, the name Anunnaki, I don't know how they got to that translation mm-hmm. if it was all in pictographs. So I think that's what I mean is you can pronounce it however you want. I'm not saying that there that there isn't a race of aliens coming back next year. I have no way of knowing. And right. with all of the uptick in UFO sightings, mm-hmm. Honestly, would I even be surprised anymore? No, I would not be. I'd be like, OK, here's an alien. Fix our problems. I, I thought if they- We need
1: help. Yeah. I mean, I thought if they were going to come back, it would have been during 2020.
0: Yeah, it was a bad time. Maybe they were even like, this is not where we want to be. Like, Let's wait till they have this, this shit together coronavirus figured out. Yeah, like right. they need the vaccine too. Yeah. They don't have any antibodies for this disease.
1: Yeah, you know, also the great like, one of the facets of this conspiracy theory is that the gray aliens are bad aliens. What do you think of that?
0: I mean, I do know that they are really down for putting stuff in people's butts without consent. So right. I would say that if they are a superior race, they know
1: that what they're doing is fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, Or they just have no they have like no empathy right you know they're yeah, just they're like sociopaths. Oh, yeah like some it, it's like when kids kill animals or something and yeah. then they turn out to be a murderer a serial killer or a serial yeah. killer that was actually a gray alien yeah because humans not wouldn't do that yeah
0: i'm i mean yeah who's to say i know there should be like a meme that's
1: that's I, just I who's to
0: say and it's both of us just like <laughs> fucking stupid as fuck not reading a book and being like who's
1: to say <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're right. No, but I'm hey.
0: agreeing with you. Oh, we need to with take you. these I out of the way so that someone can
1: cut us out and make it like. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Okay. Perfect. Um,
0: there was one other thing. Oh, since we still have we still have like 10 minutes before our time cuts out. I just want to know what is the way to cleanse? How to cleanse yourself of grade DNA. DNA.
1: Let's see. Five tips to naturally cleanse your body. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Going gray. Can genetic gray. No,
0: that's about hair. Okay, hold on. (laughs) We're not. How? Damn it. My nails are too big. I can't. Um, Gray alien DNA. It looks like there aren't many matches to your search. Well, that's a travesty. Are we never going to know unless
1: we read? I don't want to read that book. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm learning a lot more. I'm learning a lot more. Trump promotes a doctor who claimed alien DNA is used. Oh, so this is this whole episode is true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, speaking of Trump, um, and cargo cults. Yes. Isn't there a cargo cult that worships Trump? I seem to remember like no way. reading. I I don't know. Is there? I could be full of shit. It could have been Obama. It could have been any president that I saw an article about where like they have a picture of him and they like it also could have just been like a gross mischaracterization. It could have just simply been that there was a guy who had a photo of Trump and then or Obama and then some journalist decided that that meant that they worshipped them. I have no idea. I saw a headline, not an article. Don't quote me.
1: I mean, as much as this conspiracy theory stresses me out, the fact that cargo cults do exist—that is so
0: cool. I love that
1: they actually exist. That's that is neat. real,
0: and we could be that. That's we that's mu- the whole point. Yeah, that's the whole point. The Bible, the Torah, the uh,
1: Mormon Bible, the right. like we see an Mormon Torah. We see an ancient. Uh, we <laughs> see an, <laughs> the Quran. We see an ancient astronaut. Um, at some point come to earth and then we venerate that as a god yeah. because we've never seen technology like that before right.
0: and also for anyone who's offended by anything we're not saying any of this is real we are simply mm-hmm. presenting what kfc man thought right and he started a whole chain of events or did the anunnaki start the chain of events and he simply translated what they left for us to find
1: i don't know i don't know either i'm but stressed
0: I'm very, very excited to see what happens 2022. It can't get much worse. So I think it could only get better. Well, it's been getting
1: better. I don't want it to
0: end. I feel like it's been working. No, I'm saying they might come and they might like fix things that are a problem. Things right.
1: aren't getting better. If you want to go through the baab, though, you're going to have to either not be contaminated with gray DNA or you're going to have to cleanse yourself.
0: And the Bob is the portal, and it sounds like the it's not spelled B O B. How is it spelled? B
1: A apostrophe A B. A B. Ba-ab. Ba'ab. Okay, got it. Right. It's a portal antimatter, it's going to zap up everything that they want to preserve from earth it's very similar to like the flood story in the bible yeah. where it's like an ark and it, yeah and it's like an ark and and was that you know through some way like translation <gasps> about this event but it was lost
0: that is a great through question. translations
1: translations translations
0: could noah have been an anunnaki i don't know leave a comment yeah. Leave a comment. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why we're right. We also didn't say what was wrong or right. So you're wrong.
1: <laughs> now, guys, if you like this visual episode, um, you can tell us about it. Let us know. Yeah. If you
0: didn't like it, also let us know. It's honestly a lot of work. Is it? I think I, we were saying this before we started recording. Is it better for you guys to picture us however you want to picture us in your mind's eye? Yeah. Probably. That's mm-hmm. probably more entertaining for you. So let us know if you never want us to do this ever again. And also let us know if you liked it. And yeah. Follow I us. A great episode. Um,
1: at Let's Get Haunted.
0: That's right. On all social media. At Let's Get Haunted on Instagram. At Let's Get Haunted on Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Facebook.com slash Let's Get Haunted. If you want to see where the normies find us when our posts accidentally go viral. Right. Um, and then... You can also go to reddit.com slash let's get haunted. That's where I mostly hang out. Mm -hmm. There's a discord where you can go. Natalia is mostly in the discord. I'm mostly in the Reddit. I do go to the discord every once in a while to hang out with people in the alley alley, Mm -hmm. which is my uh, little zone, my haunted alley where the men in black live. And Natalia has the Nat Chat. So you can find us there too.
1: How do you get the link to the discord? That is the question. Right. It's super exclusive, so exclusive that we won't even make um, an easy way for you to get it.
0: I actually don't know how to make an easy way for you guys to get it. So what you're going to have to do is find someone who's already in it and ask them for an invitation.
1: It's kind of nice. It's like the community will sort of... um, like keep itself regulated right yeah like people who are in the reddit if someone asks the moderators
0: are great in the discord
1: (laughs) so yeah someone's like hey i want to get uh onto the discord and then either everyone's like okay fine and they let you come in and they send you a link or they're like no fuck you you don't get to come in you're not cool enough right
0: um there are 751 members in the let's get haunted fan server right now so i'm sure you guys can find one of them and and join up slay or you can just ask me, honestly. I'm such a sucker. If you DM yeah. me and you're like,
1: can I have it?
0: I'll just be like, yeah.
1: Yeah, there were several times that I did that just gave someone yeah. the link. Yeah, so- I'm like,
0: is this someone who we don't want in the fan discord? I don't know. Is this someone who's pretending to be a fan when they actually hate us? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's honestly, you're us. a loser if you don't like us and you're like, I want to join the fan discord. Find a better use of your time. Get a life.
1: Now, question to you, Allie. Yes. Should I edit this lo- this video that we're watching right now if you guys are seeing this right now that means she said no no
0: i don't think you should edit it i think you should just let
1: free-ball it free
0: ball it let it let it
1: live it, just do it okay. nike yeah just yeah, do it yeah all right that's we can't say that i think they own that are we allowed to say that just do it trademark nike <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's allowed
1: and uh oh
0: oh my gosh did you download it copyright okay first of all maximilian de lafayette copyright 2010
1: Uh uh-huh
0: and he thinks the end of the world
1: okay how do we do this is this okay wow he's good you're so good at your job um okay what does it say the answer the Anunnaki will create an electroplasma layer shield around the orbit of Earth, preventing any hostile extraterrestrial civilization from conquering Earth. Well, that sounds good. The shield will be an invisible plasmic belt surrounding the whole planet Earth. The plasmic belt will look like a zone of extremely in- excessive and intensive heat that will melt anything that might try to go through it. On the inside, the mind of human beings will be constantly monitored by the Anunnaki societies on Earth, which will report directly to the High Council on Nibiru. A new conduit will be implanted in the brain cells of each human, so a new form of a global truth governing the whole Earth and based totally on on scientific facts will shape up social code and ethics and eliminating erroneous personal interpretations of law and order. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It's no longer special interest. Oh, my God. Yeah, now I understand.
0: What if there's a QAnon tie? No, it is. I'm already. This is QAnon. This is just QAnon with extra steps. Fuck God damn it! (laughs) We've come back full circle to Q to our QAnon episode. I'm gonna cry.
1: (laughs) You guys, I'm so done with this QAnon. It's like fucked up my whole life. We've
0: accidentally researched QAnon (laughs) so many times. Why does everything lead back to QAnon? I don't know. It, I don't know. Go listen to our on episode if you haven't listened to that yet. Natalia downloaded, uh what is it called, Tor? Yeah. Tor browser so that she could go on the dark web and try to find Adrenochrome for sale and try to find this film. video, a snuff film of Hillary Clinton. Right. Um, no spoilers. Go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear that giant shit show. She made me watch a video that I will not talk about. You guys are- You um, have to go listen to that episode. I- yeah, this is just, this is just QAnon. So then what was the QAnon theory for how to get to the fifth dimension or whatever it was?
1: You had to transcend, oh, what was it? You had to transcend by, like, opening your third eye. Yeah, but how did you open your third eye? Was it the
0: adrenochrome?
1: I've blocked out that, no. so much of that episode from No, my I think just believing in QAnon meant that your third oh. eye was opening. Oh, oh. Right? It was like everyone who's transcended. Wait, that's
0: really lame. That was it. You didn't have to do any. You didn't have to like journey. So it's OK. I don't need to know. That's fine. OK, so this book was written in 2010 and he thinks the end of the world is 2022, but he does not seem to list a month or a day. So he's leaving it open so that any day next year could be the time. So you have to be vigilant.
1: Yeah, you just you, you like, have to be vigilant. The way that you get to the fifth dimension is just by like opening your third eye. So basically, it's basically you say QAnon is real. I've seen the truth. And then you get to the fifth dimension. And then dimension. you get to the fifth dimension. Yeah.
0: All right. Well,
1: simple enough. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. Thanks for thanks for um, watching and listening. Yeah. Do you want to do our sign off? I do. Um.
0: BRB got to go write a fanfic about Sunny June beautiful yeah all right bye